You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us with Real Presence Live. We are here in the Diocese of Rapid City, Chancery Buildings, downtown Rapid City. It was 15 degrees last time I checked. It's 12 degrees now. Negative 12. Negative 12. Negative, Negative 12 here in Rapid City in the Black <clears throat> Hills. I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Jacques Daniel. We're your hosts here on Real Presence Live. And we are joined now with uh, Sister Irene O'Neill. Welcome, Sister. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, Sister, is it uh, negative degrees where you're at? Um, I, I think... I think we started there anyway. I'm not sure exactly. Um, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, getting out in it anyway, no matter what the temperature was. And That's right. <laughs> shoveling paths. Yeah. <laughs> and where are you joining us from, Sister? St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul, Minnesota. So for our listeners and for ourselves, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell us a, a little bit about yourself, and uh, and we'll start there. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm uh, I, Sister Irene O'Neill. I am a sister of St. Joseph of Carondelet um, from the St. Paul province. I've been a sister for 40-some years and have loved all of it the whole time. <laughs> um, I have worked in schools and run foundations and done a lot of various things, as you know, sisters do. And currently, I am totally excited about running an organization called Sisters Rising Worldwide. And um, it's about five years old, and it's just flourishing. Sister, could you and, tell us a little bit about the beginnings of uh, Sisters Rising Worldwide? How did that all, uh, what's the genesis? The genesis of that uh, ministry is that well, I was working for about 20 years in our province, raising funds for our ministries that are local here, free clinics and, you know, education programs for migrants and anti-trafficking and all those kind of ministries. And throughout the years, I kept running into people who kept saying, Sister, I have funds that I would love to contribute to the work of sisters, but I don't know where they are. It's Mm. hard to find them today. And so I started to really think about that, and I, um, I ran into one person, actually, who said he had a lot of funds, and he said, you know, there isn't any nonprofit big enough to take this amount of funds. What are the sisters doing? And I realized that, the an- that I knew the answer. In my mind, I thought, oh, my gosh, give me a country. I'll tell you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I better check that instinct. And so I gathered some other sisters from around the United States, and and we did some really some real deep research and thinking do we know the answer to that and and it turned out we really did and the biggest part of that answer was that the sisters are in like 190 countries they're in the worst parts of every country or any city any place you go to the worst place you'll find a sister mm-hmm. and they know what the root causes to the poverty around them so Anyway, that was the genesis. So it's it's a group it's a group of, of various communities, various congregations of sisters working worldwide. Correct. Is that right? Actually, it's it's all of the orders. Yes, every single order. Every on single the order. 
every single order. And you know how many nuns we found out there were? <laughs> there were six hundred. There are six hundred fifty thousand sisters right now, uh, and they are the most. When you think about it, it's really the most prolific movement of for and by women in the history of the world. And the truth is, is that the orders all were basically siloed. So, like all the sisters of Saint Joseph around the world have sort of a network that that you know we can find each other if we had to, or the sisters of Notre Dame could find each other, or the mm-hmm. Benedictines they could find each other. But but to go across the orders, there's uh, very few who operate at that level um, who might be able to, you know, connect with some people in the other orders. And we thought, oh my gosh, in this age of technology, if the sisters were united or had a way to communicate with each other, a lot more could be done. And, um, and basically, the stories could get out that Wonderful things are happening around the world. <laughs> yeah, you know? no kidding. So, so yeah, well, this is uh, this is Sister Irene O'Neill with the Sisters Rising Worldwide. I'm Father Brian Christensen with Jacques Daniel here on Real Presence Radio Live from Rapid City, and this is just a really fascinating development. And only five years old. So, at the heart, at the heart of your ministry, what would you say that's happening? Like, is it the connection of the sisters to one another? Is the connection of the ministries to the people? Is it connection of donors to sisters to needs? <laughs> how, how does this all work? Oh my gosh, Father, you just named the answer. No, it's all of it. Okay, so this is what happened. So we realized, uh, we looked to see if there was one place in the world where there was like a database or something that existed so that we could connect with sisters. And there turned out there was not. There is not. There was not a database. And so we realized that we had to build a platform just for sisters, um, where they could, you know, share stories and, you know, share needs and, you know, help each other out and, and, and you know, talk about, you know, here's the best practice that we know. Um, so we had to build it. And it was really interesting, even in that process, because we went to a company uh, called, it's called Wonderful, that's the name of the company, and they were so... Um, interested in building a technology site for the better of the world that they cut the price of the building down to a third of the cost of it so that was really neat so we started to see again there's partners that want to help sisters do their work you know so anyway so we built a platform we called it uh the peace room and so now basically at sisters rising worldwide we can open that platform out. We can click on a country and find the sisters there. And where that becomes important is, like, for example, when people come to the border at, between, like, Mexico and the United States, and there are people that come from various times. There'll be people coming from, say, Hungary or Turkey or Nigeria or something. And the sisters want, don't, what they can do now is like let's say it's Nigeria, they could click on the Nigerian a Nigeria country on the map and, and they can say, uh, what sisters, what are go- what's going on there? How can we help you? You know, we're finding your people escaping, what's happening? You know, so they can trace, we can help each other out. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's so, amazing. Yeah. So that the heart, the heart of it was bringing the sisters together at, in the beginning portion, then discovering what the sisters were doing worldwide, um, and, and then kind of connecting people together uh, in in meeting those incredible needs and, and ministries. Right, because what they could do now is say, "This is the root cause to the pov- poverty around me," and we need, you know. If we had $10,000, we could stop trafficking in this area. And mm-hmm. what we would spend that money on is, you know, transportation or something. Or we could, um, you know, we need, we need to hire a psychologist at a school. The children are coming from such violent areas. And if we could just help, you know, create some peace and, uh, in the children, that they would be able to study more and they would be able to advance better. Um, so simple. The, the the cost of root causes is so much cheaper than dealing with the lifelong symptoms. And so Sisters Rising Worldwide works to gather the resources to fund their root causes. So the sisters are able to surface now through the peace room what their what the problem is, what the root cause to that problem is, and how much they need to solve that. As you, sisters, sister, as you've been working together with other sisters worldwide, have has there been kind of this dialogue of understanding root causes and maybe shifts or changes or in ministry and the way that different communities have gone about their their living the gospel in different different places in the world? Well, basically, I would say it hasn't shifted, but they've been able to meet the needs. You know. Um, they, they've been able to, like, for example, um, oh, let me think, what's a good one? Are there so many good ones? Yeah, um, I was just going to ask you to give some examples of what the, what's okay. happening. Okay, here's one example. I don't know why Nigeria is on my mind today, but we'll stick with Nigeria. Okay, uh, two years ago, Boko Haram, a group of Boko Haram was going through the countryside, and they were killing the farmers. And this, and the, so the women and the children were running. They were fleeing to the, to the cities in, in uh, Nigeria. And so the sisters were scooping them up and finding places for them to be. You know, they would have like a compound, bring them in the convent or whatever. Mm. And in short order, there was not enough food for the people. And the youth were saying, the youth were saying, we need, we need to go back in the farm. And, and the nuns were saying, you'll get killed. They're killing the farmers. So we, Sisters Rising helped them with vertical gardening. So all the convents had all these walls everywhere, and they, built, they had never heard that concept before. And they were able to grow food right along the walls of their complex mm. and enough food to sell at the market and you know, feed the families. So that's just one example where they, they know that they, they had to have food and they had to be able to do it, you know, they had to grow their own so that there was enough. It wouldn't have worked if we had just given them food. That would have been good for a day, you know. <laughs> mm. So, and Venezuela is having the same problems. And the sisters are saying, send us food. And we said, why don't you connect with the sisters in Nigeria and they can tell you how they did it on vertical farming. So even though they speak different languages, Portuguese and French, they can, they can communicate with each other um, because our peace room uh, is, can go into any language. So um, anyway, so that's an example of sharing best practices and us help. And the whole, 
vertical farming project only cost $15,000. <laughs> and they were feeding a nation, you know. That's so, beautiful. Thank that, you, Sister Irene. It sounds like, uh, you know, the combination of uh, sisters around the world doing what they do, bringing the the gospel to people by meeting their real needs and uh, meeting them where they're at, uh, fueled with technology. I love technology, fueled with uh, the beauty of the Internet. Uh, you're able to do some amazing things, connecting sisters and connecting donors to uh, their important work. Yeah, it is amazing. The other thing that's really amazing is that when you help these people, they help others. You end up building this larger core, you know, of people that help. I'm Father that's Brian Christensen. I'm with Jacques Daniel. We're Real Presence Live from Rapid City with Sister Irene O'Neill, and we'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Father Gabriel Wauero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with his disciples and quickly falls asleep, even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm. The text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake, their master saying, Master, do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm. After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live, broadcasting live from Rapid City, South Dakota, downtown, at the heart of downtown, the Chancery offices for the Diocese of Rapid City. I am Jacques Daniel, Director of Communications for the Diocese, here with Father Brian Christensen, uh, pastor at Cathedral, the uh, Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, and here with Sister Irene O'Neill, founder and president of Sisters Rising Worldwide. Welcome back. Thanks. 
<laughs> Great. Sister, we were talking a little bit about some of the examples of uh, what, over these last five years, what networking with all the sisters uh, in every community in 190 different nations has meant for, you know, for the sisters and for the people that they they serve uh, so in so many many locations and um, we're chit chatting over the break a, a little bit about different uh, things in the Philippines over COVID time and um, you know something that's you know majorly in the news today is that war um, in uh, Ukraine and um, you had mentioned that uh, the that you know Sisters Rising worldwide is doing some important work there in Ukraine. Could you share with our listeners some of the, the things that are happening? Oh, my, yes. Well, when it first started and a lot of the people were flooding into Poland, um, just starting, and then, of course, all the other surrounding countries as well, um, the sisters were doing emergency response. So there was one group of, or, one group of sisters that were um, making food and then driving a couple hours down to the border and then feeding, uh, feed, just feeding them and getting blankets and, you know, soup was a big deal. And then... Uh, driving back they would make nine trips a day and so sisters mm-hmm. rising was helping them with the cost of the food that they that they needed um the other place there's then there was like in germany where some of the you know their people were migrating further and in germany um there was <laughs> we got a call when one day it was actually morning here late afternoon there and they said um, sisters, we have uh, our convent is just burgeoning with people, and we just had a family of seven show up. And honestly, we don't have a square foot. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm picturing these seven people standing at the door, you know, right there. And I, uh, so we network with some international groups, and so there's an organization called Alight, which is a humanitarian organization that has discovered sisters. And they say, whatever the sisters need, they're, they're, they're saying the right thing and we want to help. So I called Alight and I said, can you help us with this family of seven? And they said, yes, we can find a place for them tonight. And they called Airbnb, which they, there's a foundation that funds people in situations like that. And they got a house ready for the seven, family of seven that day, that night. <laughs> Right. You know, so the networking, the technology networking through the Peace Room is helping us do reach into emergency things just like that, you know, in Germany, a family of seven. I mean, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling um, what, what it can do when we're networked together. So, so there's... Well, yeah, um, right I'm just now, curious. I'm just, you, were, you were mentioning this, this uh, other um, organization um, that kind of partners with you in some way, or at least uh, cooperates uh, with Sisters uh, Rising Worldwide. I imagine there's quite a few that do that, and, and just um, knowing that if I was donating someplace, that if I was donating to Sisters working in this area, that like, like a good portion, like a major portion, if not all of that, goes straight to the work that I desire to assist with. Exactly. Can you, exactly. Can you speak to the to, yeah. the to the mentality of your donors and and how that's uh, how that's uh, changed perhaps or have you seen that grown over the years? Oh my gosh, it's it, it's really growing. It is a huge change. Like right now, we're we're um, helping sisters in in eastern Ukraine build uh, a bomb shelter in their basement of their of their monastery. They have forty six three to seven year olds. 
and 10 of them are orphans that the sisters are now raising, and the rest are in this kindergarten that, that is, exists just right like across the street from the monastery. And when the bomb um, sirens go off, the children have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so we're, anyway, so we're helping do that. And it costs, it costs $16,000 to build this, to get the whole room prepared. And when you tell the donor, we can give you the names of the children. <laughs> I mean, the money goes right to that place. We can show you the pictures. And, if, you know, it, every gift that we give is so um, specific. And the nuns know the people. And they, you know, and the nuns are already there. We never have to send them. We don't, we're not sending people anywhere. You know, they're there. They know what the real problem is. And we give, we wire them the funds, and it goes right there. And then they send us photos and, you know, stories. And, um, you know, it's so joyous for them because they haven't really had that opportunity for funding because they, they're so busy working, and they don't know where to go. You know, they're not all fundraisers. <laughs> You know, yeah, so. no, I, you know, they, you know, they say, you know, some people, you know, go are, are on mission and they go, <laughs> and some people go by sending people, you know, by supporting, right? And uh, oh, I just yeah. think also in this Lenten season, you know, where where you know certainly there's local charities and stuff like that, but the worldwide needs are are great, and uh, it just seems uh, sisters uh, rising worldwide is a, is a great opportunity to to put our our uh, alms giving. Uh, to direct uh, direct work of the service of the gospel. Yeah, it really is. It, it's a hundred percent the service of the gospel, and um, and the thing that that's really interesting to me is that it's because it's global. This gospel work is happening twenty four seven, and when somebody contributes to Sisters Rising Worldwide, they literally are touching that twenty four seven network of solving the root causes of poverty around the world. And we like to say that, um, you know, like I said, imagine everybody listening just today even, that if this Lent they decided to contribute just the cost of, of one latte a month, just five bucks a month, if they were to go to the website and you could do it renewable, that we would expand this network by a million fold, you know, yeah, it's, sister, it's tell easy. tell our tell our listeners where they can go. Where where should they go to to make a donation okay. or find out more about Sisters Rising Worldwide? All right, they should go to our public website, which is www.srw.org. O-R-G. srw.org, and there's and you know on every page practically there's a donate button and when you click on the donate button there's a place where you can give a monthly donation um, or any donation but you could give monthly if you, I, that's like you thinking if people this Lent would give up one latte a month mm-hmm. five bucks a month um, that we would really expand this this no, this network for good you know a million fold and they could say oh my gosh I am helping solve root cause problems around the world <laughs> 24-7. So again, sister, they just have to go to the website. Yeah, uh, I'm looking on the website, and so if you click donate, you can give a general donation to Sisters Rising Worldwide, but I also see there's a programs button, and you highlight some of the work that's being done in the various areas and, and different uh, communities that are uh, trying to do important things and ways to donate. Yes. 
um, we every about every quarter. Sometimes it's a little less than that, but we uh, we feature about six to eight specific programs, and then when as soon as they're funded, then we move them off into you know funded programs, and we put new ones on. So we have programs queuing up behind. And we fund the ones that are on the website, so people can give unrestricted, or they can they can say, "I want to fund this program." Um, so you have a choice, either one. The money, you know, goes there, and, and we just keep moving it on. That's why when you look on our website, you also want to click the button. Um, you, you go to programs, and there's a little button that says "funded programs," and then you can see what we've been funding already, and you'll just be dumbstruck at <laughs> what. What's all the good that's happening around the world? So uh, just through Sisters Rising Worldwide, the sisters on the ground. So. That's beautiful. You, that is beautiful. <laughs> well, it sister, is amazing. Thank, it, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, if there was one, you know, final thing to leave our listeners with as you, as uh, you know, you have, uh, your particular vocation to religious life and now this uh, specific work that God has placed in your heart to connect sisters and to connect, uh, really allow the beauty of technology to help encourage and inspire communities and, and to connect people. How would you, how would you summarize what, uh, what's on your heart today? I would, um, I think that the two points that make me, um, kind of send me to prayer <laughs> One is that the net, knowing that the network of people is, is millions strong, that the goodness, the good people, it is a huge network, and um, that each one of us counts, each one of us, anybody who helps with, you know, knowledge as, as people are learning that Sisters Rising Worldwide is a huge network, and if they connect with us, that each time somebody helps, it makes the network bigger. And so it really, you know, it, we really de- define, you know, each one of us can make the world a better place. Each one of us counts and can make the world a better place. So. And lastly, don't forget, srw.org. Go there and you'll be amazed. <laughs> All right, Sister Sister Irene O'Neill from Sisters Rising Worldwide. Go to her website this Lent. I'm Father Brian Christensen. I'm Jacques Daniel. We're Real Presence Radio Live from Rapid City, and we'll be right back. Stay with us.